Hope you're having an awesome day wherever you are. And uh, what I want to share with you today is the week that was from last week. And those were all the podcasts that I was sharing through my daily podcast show, which is called Reach Your Potential with Tiff. But here we are on the Tiffany Micah podcast show. So welcome. It's Tiff here. Hope you um, are feeling great and ready to tackle the week. But what I want to share with you here are the podcasts that I was that I had recorded last week, and some really had an impact on people, and I was getting um, a lot of feedback from them. So I think it's really important that I share them with you. So what we were talking about last week was there was things like making a difference in someone's life, and it was not saying, "Oh, gee, you know, I'm so awesome, and I've done this for this person." It's really just doing it because you love them and you care for them and how you're able to make a difference in someone else's life. So we talk about how you can do that. Um, another area we looking we looked at was being impatient won't get you the results. And what that really means is, you know, the more impatient and so on that you become, the more frustrated you become. Therefore, the focus changes. And because you get so frustrated, you're actually not really focusing on what you've got to do because your emotions take over you. And you're really focusing then on, you know, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done versus, you know what, I've got to stay in the moment and really work on being in that moment because that's going to get me the results. So we, we cover that in a lot more detail. Big one that had a, quite a big impact on people was comparing yourself with others. Now, this is what happens with, you know, all of us. We tend to get into that um, mindset that we actually start comparing ourselves with others. And because we start focusing on them, we lose focus on ourselves. And then, therefore, what then happens is we don't feel that we're good enough. We don't compare to that person. I'm not, you know, we're not doing this or I haven't done that. And I'm just so not, you know... I'm not good enough to be able to do that because they're doing that and, you know, and you get caught up in this spiral of you worrying more about other people and what they're doing versus what you're doing. So we, we look at that and then how you can work yourself out of it. They'll come up with some strategies for you to work your way out of that. And also, and this was a big one, was accepting that the way that's the way it is. And what I mean by accepting that's the way it is is, People get caught up in, oh, well, that's the way I am, that's it, you know, and it's really that mindset of a, having a fixed mindset, accepting that, you know, this is how it is and that's all I can do versus, you know what, I can do so much more. I can really grow me and I can really become the person I want to become and achieve what I want to achieve, but I have to make some changes. I have to really work on doing this, that and the other versus accepting, okay, well, that's the way it is. And I, I talk about that in, in quite a bit of detail because that comes up quite a quite a bit that people just think, oh, well, I was born this way, this is how I am and that's it. 
it's not true. So um, I want you to really listen to that and then really work out what you can work, can take from that. So keep doing whatever you're doing while you're listening to this show and um, I'll catch up with you at the end. Today what I want to talk to you about is doing something for someone else. And why I say that is because when you do something for someone else, how does it make you feel? It makes you feel really good, doesn't it? With no, um, not with the intention of getting something in return, it's just doing something for someone else, you know? It um, makes a difference in their life and it also, you know, it makes you feel really good that you've been able to help someone or, you know, make a difference in their life. And it doesn't matter how small the gesture is, it's just having that opportunity to be able to do something for someone else. It, um, it's a really good, um, it's a really good feel good type buzz that you get from it. And I'm going to share with you um, something that I did for my niece. I've got two nieces, um, Evelyn and Lillian. Evelyn's now 11. I can't believe that she's 11. I don't know what's happened to the last 11 years. And we've got little Lillian who's six and she's a... uh, uh, the negotiator extraordinaire, that one. They're both very different um, kids. Uh, they've got their um, their own qualities and so on, and they're beautiful kids, and I love them very much. Um, but what I want to talk to you or share with you is um, with Evie this year, Evelyn, my niece, my eldest niece, um, she got into the girls' soccer team earlier in the year for, for school. She did it last year as well. But anyway, and she just played soccer at the, um, you know, for the school last year. But this year, she's in year five, and she rang me, and she said, Arnie, Tiff, I've got some exciting news. You know, I got into the girls' soccer team, the senior girls' soccer team. I don't know how I did it because all the other girls, you know, my friends that play soccer didn't get into the team. I just don't know how I did it. And I think I should be playing weekend soccer to enhance my skills skills what do you think and will you come and train with me and help me work on my skills well of course I'd say yeah of course that's awesome and yeah I'd love to help you and and work with you and that'd be absolutely uh, great because I love doing that for for the kids I love spending time with them and and helping them and the advantage that I've got is that I know how to help them with their sport and all that sort of stuff so anyway so uh, I got Evie into a, a soccer team but before I Got uh, her request was to get her into a weekend soccer team and a girls team. So anyway, I contacted her um, uh, the area and she lives and uh, got in touch with the president of the club and uh, he said that the only spot that they had available because it was soccer season had just started was that they had a spot in the mixed team and she could have it if she wanted it. So anyway, I rang her back and I said, look, I can't get you into a uh, into an all-girls team because it's they're full, but I can get you into a mixed team. Is that, is that okay? And she said, oh, yeah, that's that's more than okay. She said, yes, I'll, I'll do that. So anyway, she her first day of soccer training that she goes to and she rings me about an hour before, honey, Tiff, I'm so excited. I can't believe it. Oh, thank you so much for getting me into the soccer team. I'm just, I just can't wait to get there. I'm so excited. I said, okay, well, ring me back and let me know how you go. I didn't hear from her um, after the soccer training. I thought, oh gosh, I hope it was okay. And you know, I hope she enjoyed it and I didn't hear back from her. I was really worried that um, she didn't enjoy it and 
she just couldn't bring herself to calling me and talking to me about it or anything. So later that week, I rang her and I said, "How's how, you know, how how's it going in the team, and you know what's going on?" And she said, "Oh." She said, oh, it's not what I expected. And I said, well, what does that mean? She said, well, we went to soccer training and she said there was all the boys there and we asked about being in the mixed team and they said, yeah, this is the mixed team. And they said, and she said, well, where are all the other girls? And they said, you're it. So, <laughs> so here she was, she was in a team, you know, full of boys and it was just her. And I take my hat off to her because... She actually has been from as long as I think more so when she started school. She's always been a bit shy around the boys. So I remember like one time when I took her out to uh, the Royal Easter show and we were on the train and there was all these boys around and she hid behind me quite shyly. And I thought, well, this is really good for her because this is going to force her, one, as being out of a comfort zone because she doesn't have the experience that the boys have, because most of those boys in that team had been playing for about five or six years. Two was it was getting her to then learn how to socialise with the boys. Three, it was um, showing her how to um, work as a team, so that, uh, you know, because when you're in a team, you've got to learn how to work as a team as well. And that was uh, really, really good for her. So... Anyway, she would, um, the initial sort of, not disappointment, but wasn't what she expected. Well, my goodness, that, that really turned around because she absolutely loved soccer. She would get up, you know, prior to, you know, for um, her playing on the Saturday, she'd get up and then she would, um, as soon as she get up, she'd get dressed and get ready for soccer because she was just so excited. She couldn't wait to get to soccer training during the week. I couldn't wait for, you know, to play soccer and just absolutely loved it. Scored some goals, you know, through the through the season and their team was doing really well so they moved them up a division and they just did so well and it was a great team and and what she really loved about it was that you know she was accepted into the team by the boys and she's just one of them the parents were really impressed with her because it didn't bother her that that she was the only girl and she gets in and has a go and she's you know supported by everyone and yeah and she feels like she's got a little bit more attention because she's you know the only girl in the team and she really likes that so that's been like been such a great experience for her and that's what I wanted to share was that because it's been such a great experience for her and she's loved it so much, I just feel so good that I was able to get her into a team and and give her the, that opportunity that it gives her so much joy. And yesterday I saw her because I give her tennis lessons um, every so often and she said to me, Arnie Tiffy, thank you so much for putting me into this soccer team. I just absolutely love soccer and I just love playing and I can't wait for the summer season to start. It's going to start in four weeks and I'm so excited and thank you so much. And it's, you know, and for me, it's just given her, you know, for me, it's given me the satisfaction that. You know, I've made a difference in this little girl's life and she's so happy and she's so excited and she has something to look forward to each week. And I get it because when I was growing up, I had the same thing too. 
oh, tennis was everything to me and I couldn't wait to get up in the morning so I could go and practice tennis. I couldn't wait to finish school so I could go and practice tennis. I couldn't wait for the weekends to come around so I could just play tennis all weekend. Just absolutely loved it. So I really get with where she's at. And the other thing too that it's actually been able to do by her getting into this team, it's brought her whole family together. So her parents, my sister and her husband and little Lillian, they all go and watch as a family. They go and watch her play and the coaches are really loved lovely with with Evie and the boys are lovely with her and they all work as a team and the the other parents of the boys that you know they really support Evie and makes her feel really good and at the end of the day that's what we want isn't it we want to feel really good about what we're doing being impatient won't get you the results Now, why do I bring that up? Well, if we look around, we can see that everywhere that people get so impatient and they want everything yesterday and they get really worked up and they get themselves into such a state that they crash and burn pretty much because they feel that they just can't get anywhere. Now, I'm going to use a few examples of this one. So... um, when I get people to, who uh, want to come and work on their uh, golf game with me and what happens is most people come to me when they're in a state of panic and when things are going wrong. So, and then, you know, then it's up to me to fix them and, and get them back on their way. Now, what happens with that is they only come and see me when they're in dire straits because when everything's working well, hey, well, why do I need to go and, you know, work with a coach or anything like that because I've got it all under control. But as soon as it falls apart and it does fall apart, what do you do? Well, then you go and find someone that can help you get back on track. Now, sometimes it doesn't happen instantly. Sometimes you've got to go back and, and do the work. So um, what happens is when people come and see me about their game and they're not getting the results that they want and, and they get really worked up about it, it's it's because – you know, realistically, it's because they haven't put the foundations. Yes, we go back to the foundations again. The basics aren't in place. See, what happens when you go into a state of panic? You try and go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster because you're so frustrated. Now, when you're frustrated and you're going fast, you become very impatient. You give yourself a really hard time. You put yourself down. I'm useless. I'm not worthy of anything. I can't do this. What am I, you know, why do I show up and play today? I'm... I'm just not good enough. I'm having myself on. There's these whole list of stories that really go on in your mind. And, you know, the problem is most people just don't know how to fix something when they feel like it's getting out of control. And that's that impatience that comes in, right? So when you get really impatient, then it's time to slow down. And I'm a a big believer is in that you've got to go slow before you go fast because people get really worked up on golf. Oh, you know, I've got to get more consistent and I've got to, you know, I've got to get distance. And if I can't get distance, I can't do this. And and then it just, they're out of control because that's all they're worried about. And they try and go faster and faster and faster and faster. They make more and more mistakes. They get very stressed out. And that's when I see them when they're at their lowest point. 
So the thing that you, when this starts to happen and you find that this will happen, it does happen with everything, mind you, but when this starts to happen when you're out playing a sport, and I'll use golf for the example because I know that really, really well, is that you've actually got to slow down and go, you know what, what is it I'm supposed to be feeling here right now? What does the contact need to be feeling for me? If I swing slower, what I want to feel is I want to just feel like I'm making really good contact with the ball because the thing is, is you want to build your confidence back up, right? So there's no point in spiraling out of control and getting more frustrated, more angry, making more mistakes because that's not solving the problem. The way in which you solve the problem is you actually take a step back and you slow right down and you work on getting a nice easy rhythm in place so you can make a better connection with the ball. Now that happens with everything. It happens with every sport. When you're going into a a state of panic and you're spiraling out of control, you've actually got to slow yourself down and go, you know what, this isn't working right now. What is it that I need to do right now that's actually going to bring me back on track? Because by going faster and faster and faster and and getting out of control is not solving the problem. So the thing is, is what happens is you get really impatient, then you get frustrated, and, uh, you know, some people get to the point where they just don't think they should be, you know, playing sport anymore because they get themselves in, in such a state. So the first thing you want to make sure that you're doing is that you are slowing down. Now, this happens as well in in business. I see this quite a lot with people that are starting businesses online and, um, uh, you know, all around that, that area and starting business that, you know, they should be making money and they should be doing this and they should be doing that and and it's not happening yet and, oh, you know, I'm having myself on and I think I'll just go back and get a, you know, a job where I can get paid. And that's it, you know, and they may only, you know, give it a couple of months, maybe a year at most or something like that, and they just drop out. And you've got to treat these types of situations like a marathon because you've got to put the steps in place, but you've got to know what you're doing too. So you've got to, like, again, step back, have a look at actually what's going on. Well, why is it that the, you know, you're not generating the income that you want to generate? Have you actually set... um set a system up in place that you can start to generate an income. If not, then that's what you need to actually put in place. Are you building a list? You know, I mean, these are simple things, but a lot of people just actually don't work on doing that. They just want the money now and that's it. And so when the things are not working, what happens? They drop out. So it's about being patient and this is the problem with um, what's going on in the world, you know, like everyone gets so impatient and so worked up about everything that it's not happening now because we're so used to um, having things happen much quicker, you know, like you can order virtually anything that you want online and have it delivered that day or the next day, worst, worst case scenario, two days later. Uh, so therefore... You know, we've got access to things, even with food, you know, you could just throw something in the microwave, five minutes later it's ready sort of thing. So um, we, we're living in a society where things are much easier, even communication's much easier and so on. Yet when it comes to, you know, getting the results we ideally want, 
the reality is, is that we've got to put the work in place. And I think that this is what's happening is people forget that you've actually got to put the work in place. You've got to, you know, make sure those fundamentals in place and those basics are in place because when things are not working, that's what you've got to go back to. You've got to go back to your foundations. And if you don't actually have the foundations there in place, then you can't be moving forward and developing and growing uh, because they're simply not there. So the thing is, is when that impatience level arises and you get really frustrated and and you're expecting everything to happen instantly, well, the reality is it, it it's not. It's it's actually drilling it away, grinding it away, getting the feel. You know, I'm talking about support, getting the feel in place, um, and developing a routine so that you're feeling calm and in control because it's all about bringing you back into control and knowing that there's things that you can control in the moment and then the results will eventually come. But until you come back and you work on just staying in the moment and getting specific parts right, it's just not going to happen. And I see this time and time again with so many things that people just get so worked up. I see it with weight loss. You know, there's so many people that want to lose weight and if it hasn't happened in a week, that's, oh, well, it doesn't work. That's baloney. You've got to work out what works. You know, it's not, it's not rocket science, right? With sport, it's not rocket science. You've just got to go and learn the skills, get the skills right, you know, get mechanically efficient, Keep working on getting the basics in place because once you've got the basics in place, it's just so much easier and it's the same with business. It's the same with everything. So the point I want to get across to you today is rather than being really impatient about everything and you've got to make it go faster, 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 so you're so out of control, take a step back, actually go, you know what, this isn't working the way that I'd like it to work. What is it that I can do to make this better right now? Because it's just not working and all I'm doing is I'm getting more and more frustrated. I'm getting more and more worked up. I'm getting really upset and, you know, people cry. I've been there many a time. I've thrown golf clubs and tennis rackets and and everything out of pure frustration. Um, But the thing is, is you've actually got to take a step back and go, you know, it's just not working. What is it that I need to do right now that's going to slow me down and get me in control, right? So it's all about you taking control of you in this moment. Inspired by a friend of mine, Colleen. So hi, Colleen, and thanks for listening to uh, the show. I appreciate your feedback and I also appreciate... um, what you suggested for this next topic, and I am going to do this one. Um, this one's about comparing yourself with others and what actually goes on, why you compare yourself with others and so on. So the question I want to ask you is why do you compare yourself with others? And I see that quite often in in golf like everyone's like oh you know this person's doing this and they're so much better than me and I don't understand why I can't get it and well of course there's going to be lots of different reasons and there was a a lady I used to teach and she was been playing for a year and a half and she was comparing herself to people that have been playing for 20 plus years you know it's just unrealistic so the thing is is 
why are you comparing yourself with them? And what is it that they can do that you can't? Because if they're doing something that you can't do, then what it's showing up for you, it's showing you that there's something that you need to be focused on. There's something that you need to be working on. Now, we all progress at different rates, all right, so some of us, some of us that are a bit more sporty, yes, we do progress quicker than others, but it doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means that it may take you longer to achieve what it is that you need to achieve. I know when I was learning to play golf because I got from a 45 handicap down to a scratch handicap in three years. Now everyone goes, wow, that's so amazing. You know, you're such an athlete, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've got good good hand-eye coordination. I'm good at sport. Always have been. That's my that's my gift that I was given. I believe we're all given a gift. Uh, it's just figuring out what our gifts are, and and that was um, my big gift was being a sports person. So, yes, that's awesome for me. But people don't know the amount of time and effort that I had to put into that, the mental training that I put into that. The con- learning how to control my emotions. Um, you know, some some days I'd be training 12 hours a day, just really grinding it out and working on improving me. But they're like, oh, well, you're a natural athlete. You can do it. I had to work so hard to be able to achieve what I achieved. And people just think, oh, well, because you can do this and you can do that, that's all right for you. I can't do that. Well, I don't believe that. That's a, you know, it's a bunch of nonsense. I could say other words, but I won't. I'll keep it clean. But the thing is, is if you really want something, then you can go out and do it. But it depends how badly you want it, and it depends what you're prepared to do. See, I was prepared to do that because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to prove to myself that I could do that. Well, yep, I did it, but I worked so hard. I invested a lot of time. I had a lesson, golf lesson, every single week for three years. And I worked really hard. I analyzed and tracked my game. I, you know, went and did work with a sports psychologist. I did everything that I needed to do so that I could achieve my goal of getting to scratch. Now, my actual goal was getting it down to two, uh, sorry, down to uh, scratching two years. Uh, it took me an extra year. But that, you know what? I did it right? But I'm just getting off the track a little bit. So the thing is though, if you spend your time comparing yourself to other people, what's going to happen to you? Right? You're going to get really frustrated. You're going to get really upset. You can cry. I've done it. You can get really down. Some people get really depressed and you know, at times you feel like you want to give up. It's not giving up. But the thing is, is where is your focus? What are you really focusing on? If you're comparing yourself to other people, what are you what are you actually focusing on? You're focusing on them, right? You're not focusing on you at all. And of course you won't be able to do well. Because where's your focus? Your focus is on someone else or other people. And there's that saying is what you focus on expands. So if you're focusing on other people and what they're doing, guess what? You're going to be more obsessed about them versus being obsessed about you and helping you. Now, I went through that with um, a few people that I worked with years ago at a golf club. I used to get really upset because they weren't truthful and and so on. And um, 
they used to manipulate people and, and make up stories and all of that sort of thing. And it used to really upset me is how come they can get this, that and the other and how come everyone respects them yet I didn't feel that I was respected because people used to put me down and because I was a tennis player, you know, teaching golf, you know, and they didn't really, you know, understand how hard I had to work to be able to do, be able to teach golf. And they had all these attitudes towards me and it used to really upset me and I used to obsess about, well, how how come they're doing so well yet they're not telling the truth about things they're making assumptions and I used to really obsess about them and what they were doing and you know what what was it doing to me it was making me really upset I was getting really frustrated I was getting really down and I really wanted to leave I just didn't want to be there where was my focus my focus was on them wasn't it absolutely so the thing is is do you want to live your life that way because what it was doing for me I was having sleepless nights it wasn't serving me very well because I couldn't sleep, dreaded going to work because I didn't know what I was going to face that next day. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. And so if you're focusing on others, what's going to happen? Really, what's going to happen? Do you know what the results are going to be? Well, you know what? You're not going to get anywhere and you're not going to improve. And you're going to go through all these emotions over and over again, getting frustrated, getting upset, getting down, possibly being depressed, feel like giving up, wanting to get away. You know, my thing was, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here because I'm tired of that negativity. Again, that's another podcast. I won't go into that one. I'm getting off the track. Okay, but it's it's about comparing yourself with others, right? So what's the solution here? Well, I'm going to give you some solutions. I'm going to give you four four solutions that, you know what, you can only control what you can control. So let's look at the solutions for you. So don't mix, this is number one, don't mix with those people who upset you, right? You need to give yourself a mental space from them. Right? And that's what I had to do. I had to actually avoid sp- specific people because they used to just get in my head. And if I saw them, they'd get in my head and I just didn't want that to happen. So therefore, I made sure that they weren't part of my life in the sense that I didn't have to look at them every day. Right, Out of sight, out of mind. Right. So number one, don't mix with those people. Don't put yourself in a situation where you have to mix with them because they're going to do your head in and we don't want that. Right. So you step away. This is all about self-preservation. Number two, focus on you and what you can do. So what is it that you can do right now? What is it that you can work towards? Right? Because remember, what, what you focus on expands. So if you're going to focus on you and help you, that's the answer. Number three, work on doing your best that you can do for you today. Again, where's the focus? The focus is on you, right? So number three, work on doing your best that you can do for you today. And number four, set some goals on what you would like to achieve. And guess what? Then you've got to get to work, right? So set some goals on what you would like to achieve and get to work. So where's the focus moving to now? Aha, it's moving to you, isn't it? Right? 
Now we're moving the focus on you. So remember what you focus on expands. So if you're going to be focusing on what you want, guess what? That's where the improvements are going to be. Right? So remember, you can only control what you can control. And I'll just quickly tell you those um, four points that you can actually focus on again. So one, don't mix with those people who upset you or do your head in. Number two, focus on you and what you can do. Number three, work on doing your best that you can do for you today. And number four, set some goals on what you'd like to achieve and then get to work. That means you've got to take action, right? So that's where your focus is going to head to. Talk to you about is whether you, you accept that that's the way it is. And what I mean by that is, you know, people tend to have this mindset that, oh, well, that's the way I was born, that's the way it is, and that's it. That's pretty much how they do it. They just go through the motions and they've been in that pattern and doing that, behaving in that particular form or way for who knows how long and what they've developed over the years and that's it. So should you accept that that's the way things are? That's my question to you. If you're shouting out, Tiff, no way, you shouldn't just accept that that's the way things are. And this is awesome. You know, so do you want something else? Are you looking for something else? Could you really want something else? Is it possible for you to have something else? Is it possible for you to continue to grow and learn and become better? Well, I believe that. I definitely believe that. I'm proof that that happens. I work on myself daily. I meditate. I've got a you know morning regime that I do other than, you know, it's not just training at the gym but a mental regime that I go through. Constantly working. But see, if you if you believe you can, because I believe you can, and I believe that anyone can, then you can. But you know what? You have to believe that you can. You don't have to accept, oh, well, that's the way things are. You know, um, there's that term, I'll believe it when I see it. What does that bring up for you? You'll believe it when you see it. For me, it's like, well... You know, nothing's really going to change or happen until I actually see that that's happened. But the real thing is as well, you have to believe it before you actually see it. So you have to, whatever it is that you want, you have to believe in you. Because if you don't believe in you, then unfortunately we're not going to get anywhere. So you have to believe in you, but you have to believe that something is going to happen because it's up to you to actually make that happen. It's all in your hands. So if you want to improve yourself and you want the results, guess what? You're going to have to be open. And and what I mean by that, what I mean by being open means open to making changes. And you know what? It's hard. It's hard work. The things that I've been doing over the last three years, especially compared to my life prior to that, 
I work really, really hard. I work really, really hard on me because in order for you to really get what you want out of your life, it comes back to working on you first. I've got friends that have gone through the process of being made redundant from jobs and so on. And I've said, you know what? I said, this is this is a good growing period for you. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? And it's like, well, you've got an opportunity to actually start working on you because if you don't want to have the same things that you've previously had and gone through the same things that you've previously gone through, then it's time to, you know, really work and make some changes. And that's the same in sport, right? I'll use golf as an example. If you really want to improve, if you really want to achieve the goals that you want to do and and you're doing what you're doing right now and it's not and you're not seeing some results well there's a reason right there's a reason you've actually got to go back and it's not oh well that's the way it is you've actually got to go back and have a look at okay well there's reasons why these results aren't happening what is it that I'm not doing right I have a lot of people that come to me and say oh well I won't practice okay all right so if you're not going to practice how are you going to get the results that you want because realistically at the end of the day, it's the effort that you put in, but it's the effort towards achieving the goal that you want, not just showing up and doing the thing. I know plenty of people that go and play golf or go and play tennis or go and play any sport and they show up, which is great, right? So if that's you, that's awesome. If you show up, that's great. But if you're not putting the work in that's required to get the results that you want, then you're not going to get them. You can't just accept, oh, well, you know, I often hear, oh, well, that's just the way golf is. You have good days and you have bad days. That's a load of you know what. You know what? You can have much better days a lot more often if you choose for that to happen. Yeah, you know what? Some days are going to be tougher than others. Happens to all of us, right? That happens in life. But if you know how to use your mind, right, if you know, if you do the work, you're going to get better results. Guarantee it. I'm proof. I'm proof because I constantly work on myself all the time and I understand that. But you need to understand that. So here's an example of some attitudes that I get from people, right? Well, I want to use this one particular attitude as well. That's the way I am. I'm in a dream state and that's just how I am. And I don't think when I do the skill, I don't want to think that's just who I am. What does that tell you? To me, it tells me that that person is not willing to be open. That tells me that person's not willing to learn. That tells me that that person's just accepting, oh, well, that's the way I am. I don't believe it. I really don't believe it. And you can you can change your mind if you want to. Very passionate about this. But you can change your mind if you want to. You don't have to believe, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Sometimes I have good days, sometimes I have bad days, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, of course we do, but it's the when you have the challenging days, it's how tough are you to work through that? 
Can you keep grinding it out? You know, I know some people that show up to play golf. Again, I'll use golf as an example. But when they show up to play golf and they start on the first tee and they hit a bad shot on the first tee, they go, oh, well, that's the way my golf's going to be. You know what? That's one shot out of, I don't know, whatever you're scoring. Let's say 100 shots. One shot out of 100 shots and it's the first shot and you've written yourself off already. Or you've played the first hole and you've gone, you know, bad shot, bad shot, bad shot, all the way down. You may have got one point on the hole. You may have wiped the hole and you go, oh, well, that's, that's set me up for the day. That's a load of you know what, right? You've just accepted, go, you know what? I'm going to have a bad day. That is a load of baloney. You have the control. You can do what you need to do, but you have to work through it, right? You have to work through it. And I'm going to read out something to you uh, from a book that I've got called Mindset, Changing the Way You Think to Fulfill Your Potential. It was written by Dr. Carol Dweck. It's a very good book. And what I want to share with you is this piece here about growing your mindset. Now, it talks about intelligence and da-da-da-da-da, and um, I'm going to share these four questions with you, and I want you to, when I'm reading them out to you, I want you to think about what the answers are for you, and then I'm just going to reframe that again in a different form, and then again, I want you to answer it for me. So this uh, is called Grow Your Mindset. Which mindset do you have? You want to answer these questions about intelligence and read each statement and decide whether you mostly agree with it or disagree with it. So question one, your intelligence is something very basic about you that you can't change very much. So do you agree or disagree? Question two, you can learn new things, but you can't really change how intelligent you are. Do you disagree or do you agree? Question three, no matter how intelligent, no matter how, sorry, I'll start that again. Question three, no matter how much intelligence you have, you can always change it quite a bit. Do you agree or disagree? Or in question four, this is the last question, you can always substantially change how intelligent you are. Do you agree or disagree? Okay, so questions one and two, so that was your intelligence is something very basic about you that you can't change very much and you can learn new things but you can't really change how intelligent you are. Those first two questions are what's called a fixed mindset, so that's what you believe, that's it. Yet, so if you've answered that you agree with those, it's time to make some changes. Okay, that's just showing that the your mindset is, is more fixed. Okay, your beliefs are, are quite fixed. Now, questions three and four, they reflect a growth mindset. So no matter how much intelligence you have, you can always change it quite a bit. And the question, the fourth one was, you can always substantially change how intelligent you are. Right, so that's a it's a growth mindset. You can be a mixture, but most people tend to lead towards one or the other. So if I reframe that now, and I'm going to reframe that in sport. So question one, your sporting ability 
is something very basic that you can't change very much. Question two, so that's whether you agree or disagree. Question two, you can learn new things, but you can't really change how your sporting ability is. Do you agree or disagree? Question three, no matter how much sporting ability you have, you can always change it or improve it quite substantially. Do you agree or disagree? And question four, you can always substantially change your sporting ability to how you are. Do you agree or disagree? So again, just reframing that into a sporting ability. Now, we're all being, I always believe that we're given a gift, right? So we're either given a gift in um, sport or we're given a gift in creativity or we've been given a gift in in, um, dancing or we've been given a gift in business or whatever, right? So there's some things that we're really attracted to very early on. That's what I believe. I mean, I know that with me it was sport. So always attracted to sport and my, my my passion, what I lived for growing up was tennis. That was it, right? Yes, I'm good at sport. Yes, I love sport. But the thing is I haven't put myself purely in that box going, okay, well, I'm just a sports person and that's the way it is, right? It's, oh, wow, okay, I can do this but let's go and learn how to do something. And I know when I first started the, um, I've got a, the lady golf teacher, golf teaching business. When I first started that online, the I spoke to a lady in marketing and she said, how do you market your business? And I went, well, I don't know. I'm a sports person. All I know how to do is teach the, teach the sport, right? Now, what that told me was, oh, I've got to learn how to do all this. Right, so then that's what I set out to do: learn how to do it online, and so everything that I've learned online through um, how to communicate with people and so on through golf, I can do that with anything because I've learnt the skills. Right, I didn't let that restrict me in thinking, okay, well, I'm a sports person, and that's it. That's who I am. I went, oh, okay, well, these are things I don't know. Let's go and learn, learn how to do them. It's the same with. Golf, I never took up golf until I was 34. Everyone thinks that I played golf my whole life. I had no interest in golf whatsoever. Tennis was my thing. But I went, okay, well, let's go and learn how to play golf from the beginning, right? From the beginning, being a learner. So the thing, the the point I want to get across to you today is don't accept that that's the way it is because if you really want changes to happen, If you really want to improve, you can do it. You can do it. But you need to be open enough to be able to do that. And if you accept that that's the way it is, then your progress, you just just won't improve. I'm sorry to say that, but you won't because you'll be very fixed on that and then you'll go, oh, why isn't this working? Well, it's not working because you're not willing to be open enough to go and work on it and improve your skills. And be open to learning and working on your mindset, right? So the thing is, is if you really want it, you can improve you, right? You can improve everything. But you know what? It's going to require change. It's going to require developing new habits. 
It's going to be constantly working on growing your mind and learning and it's continual. It never ends. It just, it, you just keep going. It's continual. Then go, okay, well, I've achieved this and that's all I need to do. No, I see so many people out there in the sports industry that I've worked with that are like that and going, okay, well, this is who I am and that's it. No, you can do whatever you want. But you know what? It's going to be a process. But it can be done if you really want it to be that way. Okay, if you really want to improve and you really want to move forward and you really want the things that you want in your life, in sport, in business, career, and in life, just understand this is it will be a process, but it can be done if you really want it to be that way. Okay, so I believe that you can do that if that's what you want. Okay, so what did you learn from those podcasts? Being impatient doesn't serve you, does it? Holds you back, doesn't it? You can't seem to progress because all you do is get really, really frustrated. And then you spiral out of control because you're more worried about, you know, what you need to achieve versus what you actually have to do. So it always comes back to doing those action steps and putting those in place and then you start working on those because you're not going to get there any quicker by being impatient. Another area, what did we look at? Well, we looked at making a difference in someone else's life. Okay, so I shared what I did with with my niece. It was only because it just had such a huge impact on her and she was just so excited about what a difference that made in her life and I was just felt really good that I was able to do that for her that she just felt so good about it and also you know what it did for you know my sister's family her you know Evie's family and so on it really brought them together so um, it's really making a difference to really give them you know something that's that's going to help them and make them feel really good about them themselves Comparing yourself with others, what did you learn from that? You've got to focus on you, haven't you? Because if you don't focus on you, no one else is, only you, and everything at the end of the day is up to you. So it's, it's about you taking responsibility for you, you focusing on you, not worrying about anyone else. Use that self-preservation uh, strategy that I shared with you. Because if you don't look after you, like I said, you're going to be focusing on other people and you start comparing yourself and you spiral out of control. So you want to make sure that you are working on what you can do for you. And you know what? It doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. At the end of the day, as long as you get there, you know, at the end of the week or the end of the year or whatever, whenever it is, as long as you get there, it doesn't matter because everyone's going to move it in um, – at different times, people are going to progress. Some are going to progress quicker than others. That's okay. It doesn't matter. This is this is your journey, not not someone else's journey. And what about accepting the way it is? What did you think about that? How did you feel? How did that make you feel? What kind of mindset does that bring up for you? Is it are you living in that fixed mindset? Well, okay, well that's just how I am. Or have you got a growth mindset? And you know what? that's not good enough. I've got to keep working on me and growing me and improving me and learning more and so that I don't get into that mindset of, oh, well, that's just the way it is. That's who I am. I live in this state and that's it. 
you know, I live in this dream state or, you know, and accept it. What do you need to do for you? So I hope you enjoyed those uh, those podcasts. Um, it's really, you know, I love sharing them because it, it's really about things that come up throughout the day or conversations that I have with people or things that I notice. And I think it's really important because it does affect us all in different ways. And I want to know how how it's affect how it affects you, what your thoughts are, your feelings around them. And uh, I'd love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard today in these in these podcasts. And also, um, if you've got friends that you know that would benefit from these podcasts, I'd love it if you could share with them. Uh, as we want to build the reach of potential with TIFF community as big as we possibly can. And I also want you to share with me what you like best about what you heard today as well. So in the meantime, what I want you to do is dream big, believe in you, and go after your dreams. Have an awesome day. Take care. Bye-bye. Are you so frustrated that you feel no matter how hard you work, you don't feel like you are getting anywhere? To the point you're constantly tired, you hit burnout regularly, even feel like you're just going backwards. This is why it's time. It's time to make the necessary changes and get a coach. A coach is someone who helps you establish the foundations you need to achieve the goals you so badly want. Without the right foundations, you will continue to get frustrated, hit burnout, and feel like you're going backwards no matter how hard you work. And this is why you need to enroll in the First Bounce program. The First Bounce program is setting up systems and habits and having them in place. These are the foundations you'll need to achieve your goals. Without these, you'll keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. For more information about the First Bounce program, go to tiffany-mika.com, scroll to the bottom of the site, click on the First Bounce program, Fill out the application form to see if you qualify for the First Bounce program as I only work with those who will do the work required to get the results. If this is you, then I look forward to working with you. Dream big, believe in you and go after your dreams.